Thank you for joining us for a Kingdom Thoughts conversation with one of our founders on Insight Now. You can watch live streams on Facebook and YouTube. We hope that you enjoy the conversation. Hey. What's up? Yeah. Just having a little bit of a difficulty. How are we here? Live. Um, yeah, we, we are live now, but um, some, Facebook was having some issues with us. So how unusual is that? No, no. Great to be with you, Daniel. Not Facebook. Yeah, yeah. not Facebook. Yeah. And uh, we have a guest, John Tulio. Um, a really good friend of mine. One of, I would actually say one of the one of my heroes. Um, actually, um, <laughs> wow. No, no, I mean serious. Um, he's. Uh, I've I've seen you around for a number of years, John, and see some of the things that you um, are doing. And uh, I thought it'd be really great um, to have you uh, on live with us. Uh, we previously had your cohort, Carlo. Ah, good man. Um, yeah, your man from from Bacolod. Um, but um, John, you have you have so many hats that you wear, and so many things that you've you've done. And I think um, you know, I, I know for you, it's just just life. It's what you do. But you know, some of the sorts of things that you have. I'm going to ask you a little bit in in a few minutes um, about where all of this started for you and those sorts of things. But so you're married to Marsha. Okay. Yes. And John you and have Marcia. two sons. Yeah, John and Marsha. Apparently, it uh, must be a US thing, but when you talk about that, the John and Marsha show, that must have been something going on in the US, was it? Was it some sort of. I think it was a song or something like that. Okay. And then ultimately, I mean, in, in the Philippines, it was a, like a hit TV show. And so oh. whenever that was our kind of being in the Philippines, that was kind of me and Marsha's thing when they'd say, we'd say John and Marsha. Oh, yeah. you know, and so <laughs> you couldn't forget yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so married to Marsha, two sons. Two sons, Judah and James. Yeah, Judah and James. And um, uh, you, you, when you're allowed to, you reside part-time in Bacolod in the Philippines and yes. then back uh, in San Francisco, right? Yes, San Francisco, okay. California. So you you are Californian. Right? Yeah, I was uh, born and uh, raised in Southern California, Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, you know, um, I honestly thought I was going to live there the rest of my life. You know, if you had talked to me in my twenties, what reason would there be to go anywhere else? You know, I mean, it sounds really silly now because I mean, I wanted to live. There's so many places that I do want to live now. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, born and raised in, in Southern California, and I'm a Californian at heart. Okay, so your mom and, your mom and dad on your heritage is Filipino, right? Yeah, so both uh, my mother and father um, were um, born and raised up to uh, teenagers and early college uh, in the mm -hmm. Philippines. Um, but they, my mother immigrated here right after, right before college, and my father immigrated here while he was in college. And okay. you know, most of their professional lives, you know, they've they've been here. Yeah. Cool. And so you grew up in uh, Seven Day Adventist. Yes. Uh, so um, 
born in Seventh-day Adventist. Uh, it's really interesting because both my uh, both sides of uh, my grandfathers were um, Adventist ministers. Uh, one was a professor of theology at a school there in the Philippines, and one was uh, the president of a uh, mission. You know, mm -hmm. they have these, um, I guess, uh, you like organizational different uh, parts of, uh, you know, the organization. He was a president of one of those parts, you know. So, yeah, and then uh, um, my father, most of his professional career as an attorney, uh, he worked for the Adventist church, you know. So he was um, an executive for the lack of a better term uh, in the Adventist church for, again, most of his at least while I was growing up until college. And then uh, he eventually went into private practice. Um, but then, you know, God, yeah, my father was a preaching all this, all, all my life, you know, and uh, he was one of the, uh, man, I don't, I want to say it in a negative way, but he, he was, he was one of the people who was really trying to share the idea of grace and salvation mm -hmm. by grace in the Adventist church. And mm -hmm. um, that's what he was known for in the Adventist church. Mm -hmm. you know? But eventually so you, that led him out of the Adventist church. So you always wanted to be a preacher, right? <laughs> well, that is very far from the truth, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Um, that's why I said it. That was probably um, my biggest fear. I mean, on it, to be honest with you, not fear of like, you know, I'm going to die or something like that, but just like, man, I don't want to do that. I don't want to end up like, it, it just, my idea of what ministry was, was just not something that, um, I, I didn't see myself in that. And yet, but I did want to serve and I did, you know, it's just, it's really, I think that's why it was kind of like a fear because there's this pull towards, hmm. um, you know, ministering to people in that um, spiritual sense, but yet, man, this is what I'm experiencing right now. Is that's not me? I can't be that, you know. And so that, uh, yeah, that that was something that I really tried so, to avoid. So, what happened for somebody who's sort of running the opposite way to now somebody who's leading quite a significant number of things that really um, are. Uh, changing people's lives. <laughs> uh, well, um, you know, I, I think that, like, I always worked with, with young people, you know. I always worked with young people um, in church, uh, outside of church and sports and things like that. And I just had a real heart for that. But um, so, but um, the church was always uh, a, a part of that platform. For working with young people you know and um there was a time in my early 20s to mid 20s where you know i felt like the holy spirit was challenging me you know that in in a way that said like you know there's the, the verse you know you can't serve two masters right mm -hmm. and the holy spirit was like you know john you're, you're trying to serve two masters here but go ahead, do your do, do me a favor. Do your best. Do one hundred percent both. If you, you that's what you want to do, then give everything to to both of these things. 
And it was just funny. And then, you know, I was like, oh, okay. And in the end, you know, you just, you can only serve one, you know, and the Holy Spirit, you know, just proved himself to me time and time again. And there came to a point where um, I remember like praying a prayer and actually writing it down in a journal and said, you know, I mean, this is a point where like, I always grew up with having checklists Mm -hmm. and the checklist in the sense of that, if I can do this, this, and this, the life must be good. And like, I'm, I'm winning, you know? And this was a point when, you know, I have several checklists throughout my life, you know, things. And this was a point where I pretty much had checked off everything. And I was like, you know, hey, I got a good job. It's good money. It's easy. No one checks on me, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm in a relationship that I feel like is um, giving me some identity, you know, and I'm doing my best to try to, um, you know, again, serve two masters, serve the Lord and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but I remember writing in this journal in the morning. The reality was like, I, I think I, I was in, I was in Hawaii with my girlfriend at the time, you know, so put it like that, right? And in the morning, you know, I would always go out to the beach. There I mean, here I am with uh, my girlfriend at the time, but I would go to the beach and I would uh, read scripture and I would do my, my devotional, you know? So these, I'm trying to do both. I'm trying to live the world's way and live the Lord's way, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I remember writing, and actually I, I don't remember writing it, but I read the journal later on. And this is when everything changed for me was when I read the journal, I, I, I wrote in this journal, I said, you know, God, I feel like I'm drowning. You know, I feel like I'm drowning. I feel like I need to be knocked out, you know, because there's this idea that, you know, I don't know if you've ever been a lifeguard or things like that. And, you know, when, they, when someone's drowning, it's, it's hard to save them. Because when you come to them, they're going to try to grab you and they, they start pulling you down too, right? And you got to knock them out. That's what we were taught. You know, you got to knock them out or do something and, you know, physically dominate them a certain way where they can't bring you down too and, you know, you can save mm-hmm. them. And I felt like, you know, that's what I wrote in the journal. is like, you know, Lord, I feel like I need to be knocked out. And because I just, I can't keep doing this, you know. And that's what I felt. And it was funny because after that, I read that I had prayed that at that point. The, the, when I look back, I saw it was after that that everything started going downhill. Like I had my checklist all checked off, and you know, one thing, every single thing that I had put my identity in that gave me some kind of significance or things that I had been chasing throughout my young life had. Uh, start to be taken away from me mm-hmm. one by one. And it got to a point where everything was gone. The last thing was the relationship. And it was like, you know, like when you lose a lot of things, you go, well, hey, at least someone loves me. This is good. At least, you know, I'm loved, you know? And when that was gone, um, it, this idea you know, um, it had come to me and it was just like, man, what do you got to lose now? 
Mm. Like you don't got nothing to lose. Why not? Why not give everything you can, you know, to the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. and you know. So I is that, like, is, go ahead. Is that is that really the ba- is that part of the basis of the foundation that you were a part of established called Nothing to Lose? One hundred percent. It was a night. The so in reading in in Matthew and reading in like in Luke, you know, it's you have to give up everything if you want to follow mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. To be my disciple, you have to give up everything. You have selfish ambition. You give up all, all the you know and family. You know all these things, right? And it was like that's the phrase that the Lord gave was, "What do you have to lose now?" And the idea was that. It, the the logical idea was, hey, John, give me everything you got. Well, if you don't like it, you go back and doing what you do. You know, go back. There's nothing going to stop you. I'm not going to stop you from going back to doing what you want to do, or doing what you've been doing. If you don't mm-hmm. like mine, give, just give me a chance. And so I was at the point where I was just like, hey, I got nothing to lose. So I put this. You know, Luke 4, 14, 33, and nothing to lose. I wrote it out and I put it on my mirror in my room. And I just, every single day, you know, I got up and I tried to remember that. And I put little, you know, really started getting even more into the word and like started my day with all these. I just felt like as I would read scripture that like, man, that's for me. That's for me. This is God. This is it. You know, I write it down, I'm reading Romans, I'm reading Ephesians, and just all these things. And I would write them down and I would send them to friends and just, you know, whether they would read them or not, I'm just like, man, this is changing my life right now. I remember, I don't know if you ever seen this show Seinfeld. I mean, <laughs> but um, <laughs> there was this point where one of the characters, George, he's like, every instinct I've had in my life has led me to where I am today, which he's a failure in, in his eyes. Mm-hmm. So he says, I'm gonna start doing everything opposite of my normal uh, reaction. And so he starts doing everything opposite and things just start going great and things like that. And that's basically what I was doing. I was like, realized that I had been living for myself and was just like, well, you know, my initial reaction is to do this. Well, let's see, you know, this is the attitude I should have. So I just started doing stuff by in the beginning. You know, I would write down the things that the Lord was telling me to focus on. Like I would write, you know, the fruits of the spirit on my um, computer, just in little corners here and there. And it's like, that's what I want. That's mm. what I want in my life. And so this is not going to bring me there. This is not, that doesn't mm-hmm. sound like self-control. That doesn't sound like patience, you know? So just those kind of things. And that was the whole kind of nothing to lose thing. And, right. um, Change so, my life. So you, if if I can remember some of these things, that you, you have a business degree. I do. I have a degree in finance. My um, I wanted to be in in stocks and stuff like that. Growing up. Okay. Yeah. So you have a business degree. You're a basketball coach. Yes, I did coach uh, junior varsity basketball for yep. um, I think six years before I moved to the Philippines. So you 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 now also uh, coach. Um, uh, some martial arts, jujitsu. When we went moved to the Philippines, I yep. started picking up jujitsu, and now we yep. uh, run and own a jujitsu gym in the Philippines. And um, you are the director of the Deeper School uh, for Kingdom yes. Living in the Philippines. That's right. You you are um, the one of the founders or the founder of Nothing to Lose Foundation. 
One of the founders, yes. Yeah, one of the founders. Um, and so, um, so there's a number of things that that you that are you doing. Each one of those are quite influential. So tell us about nothing to lose, because um, I, I, you know I think that's the nothing to lose foundation. And and if you can just do a summary of it and what it's doing, what are you, what are you up to? Well, you know the. Uh... The idea really came when uh, we were, it was actually about the same time that I met you, Mark. You know, uh, okay. you, um, that's when you got your first prophetic word. That it? is when I got my first <laughs> prophetic word. Um, you know, going right along the time when you know this whole idea of you know nothing to lose was you know the Holy Spirit was was you know challenging me to live that way. Um, that challenge brought me to Vacaville and to. Uh, enroll in a ministry program, which at that time was called the Potter's House. And that's where I met you, Mark. And that was, um, you know, <laughs> you know, the very first day um, I saw you there. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was either the next day or the day after that, uh, which um, you gave me my first prophetic word. Mm-hmm. And um, I was so uh, afraid to, like, I knew there had something I knew I wanted more. And so that's what brought me to, to, uh, to Vacaville and um, to the ministry program there. And, but I didn't know what it was. I literally didn't know what it was, but I had nothing to lose. And the Holy Spirit, when I walked in, was like, hey, what's the worst going to happen? You come here, you don't like it, go home. You know? But if you walk through the door, you might as well give everything you can you know, to give it a chance. And that's what it was. And, and so that day when they started talking about the prophetic, you know, in my mind, I was like, great, you know, some guy's going to come and tell me all the bad things I've ever I've, I've done in my life in front of all these people, you know? So I'm like, man, don't pick me, you know, but I knew you were going to pick me for, you know, whatever reason. And you gave me my very first prophetic word. And that's something that still to this day, you know, I'm living out and it's become literally a part of my identity, you know, that word that you gave me. And, and the, mm-hmm. one of the significant things that you said was, today is your day. Mm-hmm. Today is your day. And you said over and over again. And later on, when we would process these things, um, you know, I was uh, just happened to be in the same group as, uh, as Graham Cook. And, you know, and he had read that word and he was like, you're living in the timing of God. Every day is your day, you know? And so he's like, you got to remember that. And I'm like, okay, man, <laughs> no, I'm going to remember that. And, and that's something that always comes back to me with in all those hats you described, like when there's decisions to make and you're really feeling like, hey, man, we're supposed to do this. And, and, and there's hesitancy and you're like, hey, today's your day, John. Today's your day, you know? And so that... You know, and thank God you didn't say all the bad things that I did my whole <laughs> life. <laughs> you know, that was a crazy year. You know, but but um, what, what what I've noticed, um, you know, like you know, a lot of people have the thinking um, that you know you're either in ministry or you're doing life. You know, um, you know, they can have that sort of a thinking. But what I've what I've seen um, is that you you seem to have a good um, understanding of all of life, you know, and things that, that you involve. Like I said to you, you, you know, you're, 
in, like in the Philippines, for instance, um, which, you know, as, as, as I know, it was the last place sort of almost on your list to go to. Um, but you are the director of the, of the school there. You have a jiu-jitsu gym. Uh, you've also been in, in the area of, um, um, you know, had a business selling food at one particular mm -hmm. point of time. But you, you have got quite a bit of influence with people um, that, you know, like I know, I think one of your partners in the jiu-jitsu is working with um, young guys that are in the juvenile prison there. Uh, or detention center, um, yeah. and so there's a lot of lot of influence you have, but it seems like you've got influence with people more in the business arena and outside of the church than in the church. You know, like in the marketplace, right. that's that's an area that you seem to um, have favor in. Would that be right? Yes. I, so what I like to tell um, people try to explain what Marsha and I uh, do when it comes to ministry, quote unquote ministry is um, that our Marsha and I's ministry in the church is to show people that they can be out of the church. And it's just like, not that you have to, but there's a way that you've been created to be right. And, and one of the things that drives Marsha and I is, you know, aside from pe be, seeing people set free from, from all kinds of different mindsets, is that, you know, we've, all, we've always had favor in relationships and friendships, making very good friends. And I feel like one of the things is just being authentic, you know, being real. And I... I grew up seeing so many people compartmentalize their life. Like this is me in church. This is me in ministry. This is me serving. This is me at my job. This is me, you know, in my family, you know, and um, that kind of thing is not for us. You know, I don't know. I mean, you can choose that for whatever reason you want or whatever, but I, I feel like, I just want to be the, it's too much pressure for me. I just want to be the same everywhere. You know, I just want to be who I've been made to be in everything, you know? And so, you know, that has led us to be able to, you know, it, it that's either people are either going to like that or not like that to be so, honest with you. So can I give an example of, of, of that? Sure. Um, I remember that, um, being at this meeting that Marsha had put together of these people that were looking to do um, um, produce things in in Bacola that could be sold in other nations to you know help help generate income for people and a business and one of those people there was Sarah mm -hmm. um, and I remember um, uh, meeting Sarah at a particular point of time but I would hear from Sarah listen I love what you guys are doing I really appreciate want to work but don't give me the God stuff. Don't give me any of that God sort of, God sort of stuff. Um, and I remember meeting with her at one stage and not fully realizing um, that she didn't want to hear I was giving her a prophetic word. This is a bit uncomfortable, but she she was okay. Mm -hmm. Then um, sometime later when I came back into the Philippines, I was in a church and there was Sarah in the church. And all she could tell me after this after I'd finished, you know, I was wondering why she was there, how excited that was that she'd given her life to to Jesus because mm. 
it was just a natural progression because she was being loved she, you know in the in the in the marketplace and so to, to today uh, as she was then but today she's leading you know um some significant work um in the philippines and i remember coming and there she was in the deeper school um <laughs> and and we had a, a team from the us and god did an amazing miraculous thing with her where he completely healed her of scoliosis the, the curvature of the spine dramatically before everybody else i've never seen anything mm -hmm. like it um and um and and so what it seems to me is that is is loving people for who they are not for what they could be or what they could mm -hmm. become and connecting with people and you and marcia seem to have um very very good at doing that particularly connecting with people in the marketplace and not treating them different because you know they don't have this background or whatever else it is but making those those connections and i could list off a number of them that i know of and many more that you do of of people um within the philippines but you really have come to understand um identity haven't you and about how to how to help people also to discover their identity really who they are and to discover what their dream is and then help yeah, facilitate yeah. that you know one of the things that um you know when well again when we first met mark in, in 2004 the the journey that um the lord had us on was really in rediscovering our passions and dreams you know mm -hmm. and it's really been you know that just became a thing and, and it's really actually been pursuing those things that you know, allows us to connect with people, you know, I mean, you know, you're asking, you know, about the foundation and about basketball, you know, the first time you invited me to go to the Philippines, um, we came, I, I saw, you know, how much, uh, you know, uh, people here love, people in the Philippines love basketball, young children and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were coming off of, you know, a couple of league championships and just really enjoying uh, able to to share just a love for something and to mm -hmm. see like here here in uh, California, you know, what would happen was I would see um, the parents, how much they were impacted by how we cared and were real with their children, you know, and I mean, it, it just it, it was so great because at that time, you know, uh, I was studying the prophetic and I would just encourage their kids, you know, as an assistant coach and eventually as a head coach. And then it was just like, hey, this is a way to really um, connect with people because they see your passion. And at that point, when young people, sometimes all they know are those things that they're into for those basketball players. They just they're not sure where they're going, but they just know they love to play basketball. So when you had invited me and we saw that the very next time we came back again, also with you, I came early to the Philippines and I decided to, um, uh, you know, with my best friend to uh, try to just share about basketball. And so we ended up it's, you know, I don't want to go into the, the whole story, but what I saw in the very first kids that we trained small kids and when you do something in, in the barangay and you're, you know, in the neighborhood, in the village, and um, you're not from there, it's a big deal. Like people gather around, you know, because they're like, who are these guys who have never been here before? And what are they doing with our kids? 
And so people start crowding around this uh, small um, sun-baked um, basketball court and see us playing with their kids. And even though we don't have the language, you know, we're Filipino, but we're not used to speaking Tagalog all the time or whatever it is. And so it's, we're just talking in English and just, you know, guiding them. And, and what I saw for a split second, I got a chance to look at the parents and I saw the joy in their face. Mm -hmm. And I saw that passion made a connection and crossed mm -hmm. the language barriers and the mm -hmm. cultural barriers because what they saw when i looked in their eyes was here's some guys that care about my kid in right now they mm -hmm. they just they don't get anything out of it they're just there because it's in their heart and when i noticed that you know it just you know the holy spirit really was you know impressed i mean like you just got to go for it and go with what you're passionate about and as we experienced that and what that brought us it led me to like, you know, I want to see other people are passionate about other things that I'm not passionate about. And I just want to see them and let them know that, hey, there's a there's a purpose in that for something, you know, for breakthrough, if you'll give it a chance. And so like what you're saying is, you know, these passions developed into dreams, developed into purpose, developed into different strategies over experiencing and, and you know, all kinds of things and so mm -hmm. now that's one of our things is like um you know every person who like i've had people from deeper school come join jujitsu i've had my you know jujitsu friends and partners come and you know uh do security for us when we're going to like tough neighborhoods in ministry and bringing teams and things like that being translators I've had friends from, uh, you know, not from ministry who are giving prophetic words because they're translating for team members, you know, <laughs> to, to who are giving prophetic words. And then yeah. they're leaving going, man, what was going But what that guy said, I know that's what that kid needed to hear. And like, they're just, mm -hmm. you know, blown away. And yeah. we don't, when you have your identity, like in the past, when I didn't know my identity, I would be embarrassed to have people cross these barriers. Yep. They're going to think I'm weird. They're yep. going to think like I'm one of these, you know, Christian guys or whatever. You know, when you know your identity, it's like, you know, this is who I am, man. It's, I am that guy on the mats yep. that's yep. going to try to strangle you. But I am that guy in, you know, deeper who's going to try to like, let you see who God made you to be. And I'm going to do that, you know, through all these things, you know? So, I mean, that's, that's the thing that um, I think that kind of idea, and it does from knowing who God created, knowing yep. if you know who God created you to be, it gives you, it's given us, Marsha and I, this um, confidence and, and faith to just, you know, risk, being yep. who, letting people know who we are no matter yep. what you know yep. so i don't well, know if that's you, helpful you and i've been doing a lot of talking so i want to give daniel yeah. an opportunity to, <laughs> to ask some questions uh, Go, well you guys know each other a lot more than i do so i'm like <laughs> oh yeah i don't know any of this that we're talking about but um um so john my question would be is 
So you, we've talked about, you know, you have the jujitsu. I didn't say that right. But anyway, and you have the basketball. <laughs> and you have the basketball. Um, and you're affecting the, you know, younger and older as well. So are you guys, are you, are you impacting the, the marketplace as well? I mean, I know those are businesses in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Are you guys doing something to help the, the local market um, around you guys? Um, when you say, maybe um, if you can give me a little bit more clarification when you say um, the market, um, okay. What okay. what do you what do you you mean? Okay, so what answer that a little better? Like the the businesses, like the local businesses and mm -hmm. stuff around there. Um, you know, like Mark saying that you get, you know, you you're really good at connecting with um, you know, the the business people that are that are around you and stuff. So do you guys? Um, I don't know all your ministries. Mm -hmm. I've heard here what Mark's talked about, but um, do you guys have anything where you're like speaking into the business people that are over in, in the Philippines and doing anything with those? So one of the things that, you know, I'm blessed to be a part of, it's not something that I lead, but mm -hmm. um, um, friends of ours uh, from deeper, well, they were introduced to us by um, their mother who attended deeper, our business people in the community and, um, they're also, I don't know if I tell the specific stories, but I am part of a group of businessmen that um, meet for connection and, and prayer and things like that. And it's, um, I would say that though, like we're all Christians, you know, I, I think I definitely bring a perspective that that is, um, I don't want to say that their perspective is not kingdom, but, you know, a perspective of really how big the love of God is, you know, like we'll mm -hmm. have people like, you know, hey, you know, can you pray for, I'm, I'm not sure if it's mm -hmm. the will of God that my mom's going to be healed. Can yeah. you pray for it? And I'm like, hey, listen, if you don't mind, you know, I believe it is the will of God, you know, yeah. you know, that you'll be healed. And I'm going to pray that way if that's okay, you know, and I'm going mm -hmm. you know, to continue to do that. And that's really been actually one of my joys. I love being part of that group. I invited Carlo. Carlo's also a part of that group now. It's a little difficult with COVID um, to, mm -hmm. for them to be meeting and things like that. But as far as specifically outside of the business that I do, but meeting with business people, I guess that would probably be the most uh, d direct thing. But John, John, John is also um, uh, can 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 sometimes underestimate um, <laughs> his in, influence. Yeah, um, because I can think I can think of a number of people who have gone through deeper school that are also business people, mm, and, and I can think of a number of people okay. that he's connected with. Um, and you know, I'm not going to go into names at the moment, but the, you know, there are a number of people that I know that you are uh, good friends with, and that you influence them, and that you've done some business with some, and some others that you've you 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 would know, you know them as friends, but you've been quite influential um, to them, whether it be you, you know partners with um, some things that you've done, but. Um, you know, I I I know um, quite influential within that within the city, much more influential in the marketplace um, than than it has been within the church arena. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. It's where we sort of first started in founding the schools. That that's where we went after. But what's happened really more is become influencers and people in the marketplace who have been more involved. Um, you know, within within a deeper school. I mean, I remember remember the, um, the young guy that that came from that was doing some work with Carlo. Carlo mentioned it when he was on. Yeah. Uh, I think he originally came from Rombolon, didn't he? Yeah, that that's a crazy story. I mean, that's you know, tell that story. <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the guys that you know, Carlo was um, part of a, a group with. Carlo's really good that with that. He's really always willing to help people who are you know pursuing their passions and their dreams and he actually i'm like an old school guy so he knows all the internet stuff and joins the groups and shares and you know there's a young man um rickland uh to be honest with you, so i first met him at uh we were having a jujitsu promotion right and carlos shows up because carlos doing jujitsu now because if you hang out with me long enough you're gonna either end up in jujitsu or something else you know and he he's there and, and carlos got this guy with him and he's videotaping everything right and so i find out later on i'm like carlo who's, who's that guy and he's like man that guy's a part of my um i don't know if he called it a mastermind group or something like that and he's like he he came here he just came here uh because he wanted to see how we were living. He liked the things that we were sharing about the, you know, kingdom principles. And I wasn't telling him, you know, it's kingdom principles, but, you know, sharing kingdom principles that I use in my business. And he's like, I told him about you. I told him that there's these guys who moved here from America. They're, you know, Filipino-American. And they just, you know, have this faith. And like, I don't know what he was saying, but he's like, there's people like that. And, you know, I, again, I don't think, hey, Marsha and I are blessed. You know, we're blessed, you know, so we feel like we're rock stars. We are just living our dreams, you know. Mm -hmm. And so this guy, you know, Rickman comes and, um, you know, I end up meeting him and I'm like, oh, that's I just think, wow, that's crazy. This guy came moved over here from Manila just so he could, you know, see what you're doing, you know. And so Carlo ends up bringing him to deeper school because we have deeper school going on at that time. And again, to film. Right, because he's trying to teach him about like I think he's trying to share with him some like social media stuff, and so he's like, you should learn how to film, and so he starts filming, um, like different teachers who come in, you know, he starts filming some of the talks that I'm doing, and like he's just kind of like you can see him in the back, just glad, you know, like, and then he would come up to me afterwards, you know, I always want to talk to people, you know, and you know, what would you think? And he's like. It, you think, is that really true? You know, can God be that good? Because when I, the way I was taught was like this and, you know, and I'm like, Hey, that's true too. But this is also true. You know, he cares about what you care about, you know? And you know. so anyways, you know, we eventually I'm like, Hey man, you know, you've been here for like most of the teachers cause you're filming them. And why don't you come? to because we usually we do a, a guest teacher and then the following week we're doing processing and stuff like that then another one comes so i'm like you've been here for these guests why don't you come and, and share your thoughts what you've been you know seeing and so you know after he did that he came through to a couple of the meetings and i, I asked him you know hey is this something that you could commit to um you know following till the end of the year you know the end of the session 
and he was like, let me let me think about it. And he ended up doing the whole thing. And this guy was just so much fun to have. Turns out he's from the same island and province where we started doing the uh, N2L foundation work. And the thing is, is this is a small place. Like, I mean, you know, when people, there's people in the Philippines, when you mention Ron Blonde, they're like, is that here? Is that there? Like, they don't even really know where it is. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was just kind of crazy, you know? So now, again, like in my normal theme of just connecting people to all each other over all the platforms that we have, you know, I'm having him come and like try to mentor some of our college and high school scholars. And, you know, now he, I got another guy putting kingdom principles and <laughs> like that and, you know, it was just, it's, it's, that kind of stuff is just fun. And we've come to expect that, that like, Holy Spirit's going to make connections. Like, you don't know why, you don't know how. And, you know, sometimes I get into these strategies and thinking like, oh, I'm going to network with these guys and this and that, you know, because I think about that stuff too. And, you know, it, it always comes back. Well, that's fine. But like, what have I made you to be? What's your style? What's authentically you? And if you just be that, I'll, I'll, I'll put the people, I'll bring the people. And that's kind of how we've, you know, we, we always kind of get off, sometimes get off track, like to do and, and, and then Holy Spirit comes and brings so, back, do you. So N2L, N2L, uh, as I understand, has done, um, you, do, you do coaching, right? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. do, um, um, so you, you, what you're doing is you're training up um, basketballers, volleyball. Um, you have scholarship programs, right, where you actually are scholarshipping um, people through college. Yes. Um, you're doing medical missions there. Yes. And training people uh, to become almost like almost you know first responder type sort of yes. things with you know, teaching them, teaching them, having so you have doctors come in. Um, and um, I understand if you, if I remember correctly, that not not that long ago you were given land in Rombolon. Yeah. So I mean, that's another you know another uh, funny story. Um, you know, we're uh, when we first started over there. You know, Entowell is really just a platform for people to serve with their passion. That's it. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that my passion you know, has to do with, with youth sports, you know, Mm -hmm. but like other members and founders, you know, their passion is like, you know, health and like, or, um, you know, health initiatives and things like that. Mm -hmm. So we always are, you know, looking to, um, let give people a platform to share. And one of the things that has come up through that is just really this thing of like, for me is like youth leadership. So whatever I can do, um, to, uh, you know, kind of, uh, mentor these guys grow through really, uh, putting them in the uncomfortable situations, mm-hmm. you know, challenging situations. That's what nothing to lose is. That's the culture of what we do, whether you're an adult or whether you're a young person is that our idea is that we're not going to grow if we're afraid to move out of our comfort zone. So we try to provide a safe place where we can kind of understand these. Because I think that's a kingdom thing. You know, the Lord's always calling us into into more. 
you know, in places where we're going to have to step out in faith, you know. So we, we bring that into everything we do with the foundation, you know. And, um, you know, it again, it started with playing basketball with kids. And mm-hmm. it ended up to, you know, medical mission, not just medical missions, medical initiatives that are partnering with um, local government. It led to, I mean, we have 40 kids that we've put through college. We have 30 kids in college right now. Yeah, I mean, this is from a ball, you know, really literally showing up once with a ball, then it just, you know, exploded, you know. And and so when when we had this idea early on, we were like, hey, we want a place. We want to have a place, right? And so I start, um, you know, thinking, dreaming it, right? Because that's what I teach these guys to do, dream with details and all these things. So I'm like, man, I want to have, like, we have beach access. I want to have a little cool little mountain area with swimming holes. So, you know, I'm thinking of all these things. And so now, you know, my partner, he's headed out to do some medical initiatives. And I'm like, go check out some properties, you know? So he's checking out properties and like, oh, yeah. And nothing's, you know, really... um, he, he he feels like people are trying to cheat him and trying to get him to buy stuff and pay more for different things and and he's he you know we we meet and he's like john you know what what's in your heart why do you want this property you know and i was like you know he's like because you know if you want to make it a business it's got to be really run like a business you really want a business i'm like no i just want i just want say it's a business because i want maybe that'll that'll get us going but I just want to have a place of our own and a place where we don't have to, you know, rent anything and we can invite people there. We can have the community there. It's ours. We can do whatever we want to do there. And he's like, okay, then let's look for that. The minute he said that, I was like, oh man, our other partner, his family has property here. It's not this property that you were thinking of, but he's got this part. Let's go look at it. So when we go look at that property, they're like, I'm like, this is it. This was this, since we started, this property has been available to us, but we never saw it because we, our vision wasn't clear. The minute when that, that vision cleared up and we saw that place, you know, his parents were like begging us to take it. They're just like, do something with this, use it for something good. And the minute now we've got all these different things, now it's our perfect place. And, you know, we're doing whatever we can in the community in that small place. And, you know, it's, it's something that we're, is a big dream for us to develop. And so that's something that we're, um, it's fun. But the other side is that, um, you know, we have uh, staff over there and we're teaching them to be leaders too. And so, but it's turned out is that, you know, I have all these things that I think are cool and that I want to do. But you know what? I'm only there a certain percentage of the time. Those guys, you guys who live here, you guys who are in this community, what do you want it to be? And let me support you in that. And so that's what we've been doing. And, and since I kind of like kind of handed that over and just trying to like mentor that process instead of like, you know, own it too much. Um you know, they've been doing great stuff in the community there and they just, you know, they're building it out. And so our, our plan now is that um, we are going to do sports there, but it's, it's going to be like, um, 
uh, a campground where like people can rent and, and we have tents, you know, a bunch of tents over there and things. And, um, you know, it's, it, our hope is it's going to be like a, a nice little landscaped place where, you know, people come in. and then people are already coming there, you know, cause <laughs> my, my, our director is very good at the social media stuff, you know, but yeah, it's yeah. just an exciting time. You know, I'm just so sad to not be able to be there right now. Yeah. Well, John, just on that particular point, because we, we really sort of come into the end of okay. of, uh, of our time. Um, but, um, you know, the, the the whole thing of lockdown, COVID, all of those sorts of things, I know that um, I was there at the same time you were. I got <laughs> yeah. out a little bit quicker than you. Um, and it took you quite some time um, before you could get out of uh, out of Bacolo and out of the Philippines and back into San Francisco. But what's happening right at the moment for you? I mean, what are the, some of the things that the Lord's impressing upon you? What, what are you doing in the time? Uh, I mean, I, I know there's plenty of things for you to do. Uh, yeah. But what, what's some of the sorts of things that you're exploring? Well, I think the things that are going along with the theme that we're talking about is... Um, you know, I felt like the Lord has kind of showed me these things to go back into some of my, my prophetic words and mm -hmm. see, and he's really starting to show me like um, the different layers to different mm -hmm. things, you know, and um, there, you know, we've wanted, there's been certain projects um, that we've wanted to do for for young kids for a while and i always thought like hey i'm going to probably uh yeah i would network with people to do these things and and you know hey i'm gonna meet this person or I, i'd meet someone who was kind of in the field that we were looking to pursue and i'm like oh god met, let me meet this person and try to connect with them and, and share what we're doing and they you know, they'd be excited but they wouldn't really it wouldn't be their thing and and so going through some of these prophetic words um, and, you know, talking about positioning and, and gaining new tools, specific ones that you, you've given me, Mark, that, you know, some of the tools that some of the things we've done in the past have worked great, but they're not for the next season. Mm. And you're, 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 you're trying to, um, this is a season to figure out like which ones you're going to bring and what new things you got to pick up. And so that's actually kind of, um, you know, led me to, uh, you know, pursue some more schooling. Cause now that we're here in San Francisco and we don't have a, a time that we can go back just yet. And then our kids have also transitioned to school over here. You know, we're here um, at this point uh, more than we will be in the Philippines. So, and at this point, this specific point, we don't know when we'll go back. So, mm -hmm. you know, the Lord's kind of just impressed me to like, you know, pursue some of these things and these tools. And so I've kind of uh, gone back to school for some child development things. Super excited, very different experience being in school with uh, more of a purpose than <laughs> just trying to get through it, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm the, probably the oldest guy in class, you know, and it's and it's all online right now. So that does give me some flexibility, but it's, it's really weird, you know, so, but I'm, I'm getting used to it, but, um, it's opened me to a, a new network of people who are, um, passionate about working with young people in a way that I don't know how to, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of the things that I want to do, you know, part of what Marsh and I 
is in our heart is these, these to to serve people who've been overlooked. And for me, it's always been kids because you know you know, hey, you're too young, you don't know what you're talking about, you don't have a voice. And then when you go with kids, there's different kinds of people. There's like um, kids from bad areas. You know, now we're starting to work with kids who are coming out of jail, um, mm-hmm. kids who are, you know, living on the streets and how and how we can create programs for them. And then another thing that's on my heart is kids with like different um, learning disabilities, behavioral issues and things like that. And so these are things that now I'm pursuing to try to understand and know more. Obviously, you know, well, not obviously, but for me, it's always with, you know, this idea of like, hey, Holy Spirit, like, what is it here that you want me to really grab? You know, so it's a different approach than I had in my past schooling, you know. So it, it's 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 that and other things, but that's one of the major things of picking up new tools and meeting new people. And that's also, you know, um, a huge challenge because, you know, we moved to the Philippines in 2008 and now we're back here. And so some things have changed. You know, we talked a little bit earlier, you know, off the broadcast is that, you know, things are different and I'm trying to get used to that and understand those things. And, and, uh, things that, um, in the Philippines, you know, went with our lifestyle here, I'm being challenged with other things. And so having to still, you know, um, live those values, you know, in all mm-hmm. these pursuits. So, and in a different place. So that's what's happening. <laughs> well, well, John, I, I know that there's a lot more um, that you've got to share and not just about what you're doing, but some of the sorts of things that you you get to talk about in deeper school and mm. um, those sorts of things. So um, um, I'd love to have you back at some stage. You, sure. you be up for that. Yeah, uh, of course. I mean, you're not going anywhere at the moment. So. No, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and hey, honestly, that, that's another great thing that has happened is that, um, you know, with with being, you know, kind of in these pandemic situations where we're learning about all these um, different ways of connecting with people, you know, I've actually gotten better and more disciplined at doing that with my team members, you know. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's a plus out of all these things. But yes, I would love to... Anytime you want to have so, me, back, me back, let me see if I can share the screen. Um, and um, see if we can get this up. So, this is uh, the Nothing to Lose Foundation yes. uh, website. So, he- here we have some of this. Not so a great website. To... That's on my list. Yeah. Well, people can go <laughs> to this website. <laughs> Nothing to lose. So n n two l foundation dot com. Yes. And uh, you know, here's some of the. Um, yes. You, here's you, John. That's right. That's the gold medalist yeah. right there. I, tr- I tried to <laughs> I tried to put up um I tried to put up a, a photo of you and I in Fiji and wearing uh, wearing the yeah wearing the Sulus um but. Maybe it's better um, that we don't have that, Mark. Yeah, it's, it's probably it's probably better. It's probably better that we don't have that. We were a lot younger then too, by the way. Yes. So, yes. so John, uh, really good. Thanks for coming on and um, uh, sharing with us, and um, just um, really, really appreciate you sharing some of the thoughts of stuff. You're doing some great things, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think that it's it's been really exciting to to see you operate in what. In, in what in, in effect is really ministering 
um, but not in a in a, in the old, but right across the board. You know, just living life yeah. in, in a in a whole whole way that you and Marsha have, have influenced people. And um, uh, and you know, I when I'm there in the Philippines, I hear so many stories of how you've impacted people. And even if you know, if you just confine it to to deeper school, the number of people that have been in deeper school the people that are pursuing dreams. You know, I, I just got a, a message two days ago from uh, from uh, Randy and Annalisa mm. sharing a dream that they would never have done and something they believe in God for, um, you know, and, and much of that comes because of, of being involved with Deeper and being involved with people who are helping them to, you know, to dream. And and I, I for having worked in that region for twenty plus years, I know that from very early days people would refuse to dream because they were scared that it would never happen. Um, and so therefore, because they were scared that it would never happen, they never thought that there could be anything different. Um, so you know, thanks thanks for 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 what you're doing. I know the best is yet to come. Yeah, great. Well, best days are still to still to come well i appreciate you guys as well you know daniel mark i mean just you know um you know putting you guys doing this doing this uh um broadcast you know is something that is putting yourself out there and i appreciate that and um you know we need more of it and uh you guys are setting a good example and uh, i'm honored to you would have me on here for this time thank you well, well thank, thank you. you. So thanks everybody for um, tuning in today, whether you're listening live or we're going to listen another the time. Really appreciate that um, you've been able to hear and uh, have a look at that um, our website N2L oh. um, Foundation. And there's yeah. really we're also on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, Facebook. I'm probably yeah. more active with those those things yeah. than I and, am on the um, website. And I would really encourage you guys to to have a look and see if there's anything that you can support, any finances that you would like to to give there, because I know that it changes people's life by just giving giving um, you know uh, amounts to to send somebody to college, somebody from a a, uh, a a part of more isolated part of the of the Philippines in some respects that they get to go and we're changing culture we're changing some things because th these uh, these young people who would not normally have had an opportunity to go to college are going to college and they are being influential and influencers because oh, yeah. they are being mentored and they're not just being they're not just being given some money they are they're being that's raised right. up in in an environment and um and so lots of things that are happening this is how the kingdom advances right yeah. this is how we we advance the kingdom not by just declaring the words but actually putting words and actions together that that make a difference in people's lives so john once again thank you thanks daniel you you had a lot to say today because you, you've got two talkers on either side of you <laughs> there you um, know it's but yeah, yeah well, well next time we'll have you do most of the talking so. <laughs> oh yeah i can see that yeah. <laughs> if, if you if you believe that i've got a bridge to sell you <laughs> uh, uh, 
All right. Thanks, John. Really appreciate that. Um, yeah. We'll we'll end the broadcast here, but um, we'll stay online and we'll, we'll, we'll chat a little bit further. Okay. Thank you for joining us today for this conversation. You can follow us, like, subscribe, and share out any of these episodes on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can go to insightnow.co. Have a great day.